0: Welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host Mikkel, and today we're talking about fights and unhelpful strategies. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast today. I'm very excited to have y'all here to talk about a very critical topic in relationships, which is fights. And this is something that I have gotten requested for a topic, and. You know, fighting is something people struggle with in relationships, and we add relationship anxiety on top of it, even more of a challenge. So today we're going to be talking about fighting and some of the things that we do in arguments that make them not as helpful for us. And then next week we'll be talking about what are some useful strategies you can use as well as dealing with the relationship anxiety piece of it. So I think the first thing that is very important when we do have a disagreement is to be able to separate the anxiety from the argument itself. It's very easy when there are high emotions that are negative to start escalating and spiraling and thoughts of I don't know this might not be right what if they don't love me I don't feel safe what if they cheat on me I don't know if I love them what if this isn't right all of that can come up so so quickly when we are disagreeing on something and so I think it's really important when we're in an argument to know that's not the moment to try to figure out if you love them or not, or if they really love you. And I know th- I think the reason arguments can be so hard is because we start making it mean those things. So I think it's really important to take all of those different thoughts and fears and put them in a box. <laughs> and I'm not going to say that we should hide them and ignore them, but I want you to think about almost We're organizing for a second, which is we're going to put them in a bin and we're going to set them aside and we're taking out the bin of this thing of whatever you and your partner are disagreeing on. And that's what we're focusing on and that's what we're looking at and our bin with all of our intrusive thoughts and our doubts. That one we can open up later, but during the fight, we're going to set that aside. This is not the best moment for us to figure out if they really love us. It's not the time for us to figure that out. What's important is focusing on the thing at hand. So we need to get clear on what is the disagreement about? Um, what, what exactly is the problem? I think often in relationships, there can be like little tiny things that we then start blowing up into big things, right? So it might start with something as simple as your partner forgetting to take out the garbage. And you bring it up and it starts escalating into things like you just never listen or care about the things I want. So one little moment that we have of, you know, maybe your partner was busy or forgot, and we start making it mean all these things about how he feels about us, and we maybe might start bringing up in the past how he, you know, forgot to do this other thing and this other thing, and then maybe he starts bringing up, well, you didn't do this thing, right? And very, very quickly, it can start snowballing much beyond the thing at hand, which was the trash can didn't get taken out. (laughs) This is my convenient example, because I actually did forget to take out the trash can and hurried and did it this morning. And no, we did not have an argument about it. (laughs) But the reason I use this example is it's just so easy for us to allow things we're disagreeing on to snowball. Rather than just focusing on the issue at hand that is we forgot to take out the trash can when we were asked or something like that. So we have to separate, again, our anxiety from the actual issue at hand, right? What if he doesn't love me is very different than I was going to do this thing and I didn't. And now we're arguing about that. So put those two things apart and be like, okay, here is the issue at hand. Here's the bin we're focusing on, which is me not getting this task done, or him getting late, coming home late, or whatever the thing is, right? Or the different political opinion. (laughs) This is the bucket we have opened right now. And here are the things that I generally feel are not useful to use in an argument that are our go-to strategies as humans. So number one is bringing up the past, right? So a lot of times when we are in an argument mode, we want to go to the past and find other moments where our partner has done similar things and use it as evidence to build our case of why they are forgetful and they don't care Um so obviously, again, that's kind of us starting to go outside of the bucket and pulling other things into it. So now we we have this like kind of messy bucket where we're, we need to organize it. We want to kind of fix it and figure it out. And we're like pulling out other bins that we've already sorted through. We've already talked about and we're like dragging it in and throwing it into this bin and we're making it even messier versus saying, OK, no. Those other things in the past that we've already talked through belong in those other bins, and we're not going to use it as the time to bring it out. So again, staying really present in the moment and not going to pass things. The second thing that tends to be not useful in arguments is using our evidence in the moment to label our partner or make generalizations about them. So if you haven't listened to my labels part podcast, um, that would be really useful to kind of understand what I'm talking about here. But generally, it's just when we are labeling our partner, it's taking that moment right where they forgot to take out the trash can and making it mean they're a very inconsiderate or unthoughtful person right? We're giving them that label from a handful of pieces of evidence that feels very negative and feels very harsh, doesn't feel good to us. So naturally, when we're trying to have a conversation and trying to figure out what can we do about this, how can we make sure we don't keep forgetting the trash can, bringing up things like, well, you just don't care and you're not considerate, like we start labeling them. And maybe we actually might, get really mad and put those things out there, right, obviously is going to intensify emotions on our partner's end and just amplifies what we're already feeling. But even if you're not saying those things, even if you are trying your best to be kind and not throw out negative labels towards your partner, you might still be doing it in your head. We might in our head be like, well, they just really don't care about me. And we might notice those labels come up or they're, they're just a very forgetful person. And it's so annoying. So watching your brain start labeling them and assuming these things are true. And I know we might have a lot of evidence for why they're forgetful or why they don't care or they should try harder or whatever it is or why their political perspective is wrong. But we could find evidence to the contrary. We could find reasons that label is not true. And even if your partner agrees that they should be more thoughtful or they should be more loving or whatever it is, even if your partner agrees with you, it probably doesn't make them feel great. And it definitely doesn't make you feel great to think negatively about them. So be cautious of throwing out labels and recognize when it's coming up in your brain and slow it down and bring it back to, okay, here's the thing we're focusing on, right? Not using this as a way to define their character or who they are. We're focused on this moment. So the third thing that we do that is unuseful in arguments is where we start blaming, right? So, Kind of similar to our labeling where we make generalizations about who they are as a person, we start giving them these terms. Um, Blame is where it's pointing fingers, right? So it's, you always do this, why won't you change? We're very much focused on them and how they are doing it wrong. Then opposite of that is number four, which is shame. So this one's a little sneaky and it might show up in arguments. That we might not recognize it as as harmful because it's not directly focused on our partner. It's actually on ourself, but it's not useful. So shame is when we just decide in an argument that we're going to put ourselves down instead. So rather than pointing fingers at our partner and putting them down, it's like, okay, well, I'm just the worst. I can never do this. Something's wrong with me. These very dramatic statements about ourself and how we're getting it wrong. So shame or blame, neither of them work in an argument. And then number five is getting in the mode of reacting from fight or flight. So fight or flight is the physiological state our bodies are in when our brain's perceive danger. So we can notice this when our heart is racing, our breath is quick, um, you know, probably some honestly anxious sensations in our body, like tightness of chest possibly. And so that that fight or flight mode that we can get in, um, when we're there, we aren't using our best logic to discuss things. We're like in our primal brain is what it's called where we're really just like fighting and trying to protect ourselves, or we're like wanting to run away. So in that physiological state, it's going to be much harder for us to have a productive conversation. And then the last thing is just being in the mode of trying to prove who's right and who's wrong. I think we all kind of know this one is a lot of times of fights. It's me against you. My side's right and your side's wrong and we're fighting for that. So that obviously does not come off as very useful because we as humans love to be right. So as much as you want to be right in this argument, so does your partner. Your partner does not want to be told they're wrong. So being aware of that. Um, Now, with all that said, all of these strategies that aren't as useful in arguments, I want you to be aware of using them as a way to say, oh, my partner does this. Oh, my partner does that. That's exactly how they argue. I need to fix them or get them to not do these things anymore. Slow your roll. (laughs) These are for you. This is for you to know how to have conversations in a way that's more productive. And when we start doing these things, our partners will match us. We're going to create that environment where they're more likely to do it, where they're more likely to not use these things either. And once we're in a place where we feel confident and comfortable using these strategies and you feel like you can have a conversation that's loving, where maybe we can offer some of these things to our partner, you can consider it. But I would not in an argument be like, oh, you're shaming me right now. (laughs) You're blaming me. Um, You're not fighting the right way. And because then we're just going to get an argument about how to argue with our partner. So let's not do that. I think there are ways that you can gently redirect your partner and help bring these concepts into play without needing to correct how they're arguing. So for example, if maybe we're talking about one thing at hand and we notice our partners start bringing up all these other things from the past, um, is maybe just reminding them, being like, hey, I get those things were hurtful and hard, but I think it'd be really helpful if we just focused on this thing here to make sure we kind of solve this and hash this out. And I'd be happy to talk about those other things another time like validate them and where they're at and what they're feeling. But then also you can gently bring it back to this is the thing at hand we're trying to solve for here. And the other thing I want to just remind you guys here as well is as you're listening to these different ideas and strategies is just being aware of not using it as a way to measure your relationship's brightness or wrongness. Like, oh shoot, we do that, or we do this, therefore it must be healthy, it must not be right, I need to hurry and get out, or we need to hurry and fix this, like, that is totally anxious energy. So just notice that, and remember that every single relationship is going to have disagreements, and to be honest, we're going to do it poorly. Like, I don't think our human nature is to argue well. (laughs) I mean, you look at like a toddler when they want something and they're not getting it. The way they handle it is by screaming and throwing a tantrum. (laughs) And that obviously is not the best strategy. We grow up, we learn how to use our words, but yet we still are not 100% effective at it, right? I mean, you look at maybe relationships in junior high or high school and the maturity we navigate arguments then. And now, yeah, we're still not perfect at it. We're still learning. Maybe you can see improvement throughout your whole life of growing up, but I, I actually honestly believe that being able to disagree well is a skill that you build over time and with practice not a measurement of your relationship being right or wrong or healthy, but rather it's a skill that you can both develop together and it can be improved over time. Like no one's gonna be 100% good at it and I think human nature is to be awful at it. So rather than judging or beating yourself up for doing it wrong, use this as an opportunity to just get a little aware of what's going on, have some compassion for you, your partner and use this as the first step to kind of see where you're at in order for us to start going in the direction you want to go, to start having the kind of arguments that are going to serve your relationship. All right, so that's what we have for you guys today. I'm hoping that it gave you a little bit of insight as far as kind of what you might be doing that is keeping you a little stuck in fights. And next week, we're going to come back at you with here are some more ideas as far as what you can do that might be more useful and how to deal with that relationship anxiety piece after the fact. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. Have a beautiful weekend. See you guys next week.